0: Have your fantasy teams been struggling this year? Or perhaps you've been doing pretty well but want to put yourself over the top? Then make sure to visit our friends over at Finish First Fantasy Advisors. They are the premier one-on-one consulting firm that specializes in providing you with expert support to help guide you to the championship. You will be matched with one of their expert advisors to provide you with the season-long insight for your redraft, dynasty, or DFS formats. Their advisors will contact you weekly to answer all of your questions and provide you the needed information to get to the next level. Set up a free 15-minute consultation by emailing them at info at finishfirstfantasy.com or by visiting them at www.finishfirstfantasy.com. That's www.finishfirstfantasy.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Skulking Sports Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullroot together with Mr. C.J. Krause. How's it going, C.J.?
1: Doing really well, man. Just finished watching up um, probably the game of the year, in my opinion, of the Browns versus the Ravens. So pretty hype off that one. So excited to talk about some football after that.
0: It's playoff time. This is, I mean, we're, we're down. This is, well, for, for all regular leagues that should uh you know be conducted this way it is semifinals week now no. if you have a league that plays in week 17 you don't need that kind of negativity in your life <laughs> um now i will okay i will say this my i i do have a brother that plays in a league that plays week 17 However, it's a two-week final, so every week is a single week, and then it's week sixteen and week seventeen combined for your for the final.
1: Yeah, I, I would still petition to get that down to a fifteen-sixteen final, personally, because that week seventeen is just a, such a crapshoot with all the backups playing. Correct. Not knowing who like you you got, your team is built. You have everything you want there, everything you're going to use, and then week seventeen they sit half your starters because that team's made the playoffs. Yeah. So. so.
0: Uh so yeah so we are in semifinals week. Uh I have one team of 5 in the semifinals. Um we'll see how that goes because the team that just got knocked out of making it into the semifinals was probably the strongest of all 5 of my teams. <laughs> <laughs> and it was one where I needed three team I needed two of three teams to lose in order for me to make the playoffs in that league in a four team playoff. And all three teams won. So that was that was great. I needed to win and three other teams had to lose, or two out of three, and all four of us all won. So that was great. Um so yeah, I have one team in the playoffs that I am not so sure is going to last beyond this week. But you know, Fantasy is is a it can be a, a real <laughs> Yes. <laughs> well, let's put it that way, a cruel mistress. Um so, uh are you ready for some for some semi final
1: waiver wire talk? No, I'm totally excited um for this going on. These could be some make or break picks for someone dealing with some extra injuries or some like speculative ads or even playing defense versus the teams that are left. Like you notice someone had an injury this week, which wasn't too much luckily, but keeping an eye out for all of that could be very helpful. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't we go ahead and get
0: started with some headlines. We'll go over a few news, uh, a few news stories. There's not a whole lot to go over. Um, and then we will hop into this week's waiver wire picks. So let's uh, get into today's headlines.
1: today's headlines
0: all right today's headlines brought to you by the sleeper app uh starting it off washington qb alex smith was diagnosed with a calf strain that seems somewhat mild um they will be checking him out over these next couple days to see how um he is able to handle getting ready to practice again if not it's going to be the Dwayne haskins show again um what are your thoughts on how Dwayne Haskins played when he came in?
1: Um, Terrible, but that's the Prince of Dwayne Haskins experience. A lot of time I, he was missing people, and right? under throwing. his receivers didn't do many favors either with that. Having a few drops out there, but um, ideally we'd love to see Alex Smith back out there. Not for them, just a the story. I think he's a better quarterback at this point. Um, there, but something to monitor this whole week. I think it's a 50 50 shot in all honesty because they're very um, cautious coming off that horrific leg injury he had before. Yeah. But um, if it's Wayne Haskins, it really does a downgrade for the whole offense.
0: Yeah. I mean, Terry McLaurin was okay the first first little bit of the season, but not great. And then, you know, once, once it went to, you know, Kyle Allen and then, you know, and he suffered his injury and went to Alex Smith, he was still, I mean, he was still doing pretty well um but yeah you know six targets and only two catches that shows you that even mclaurin was having trouble reeling things in so
1: well yeah that's the big thing with haskins is he doesn't have the accuracy there and doesn't have any of the mobility as well to kind of make plays happen um so like i said downgrade the whole offense mclaurin's still a play he might he's just a downgrade maybe instead of being your wide receiver two you can think of him more as a wide receiver three but with that volume share and with his ability especially after the catch yep. still someone you're going to play yep um Jalen Hurts Jalen Hurts
0: beats New Orleans this week and has uh officially been announced as the week 15 starter against the Cardinals so we'll start we'll start with that um kind of your thoughts on on how Jalen Hurts played this week
1: um he looks good as a playmaker I wouldn't say he looked great as a quarterback yet, but definitely made plays with his legs, which is what we want for fantasy. Yeah. Um. It hurts me to say this as a Saints fan, but I still have to analyze everything that he did. He had some good plays, good passes. He had some really bad passable, but that's, again, that rookie going through. But he did a lot with his legs. I believe he had more carries than Miles Sanders with 18 carries there. So definitely something... To keep an eye on definitely great for fantasy yeah and a potential play going the next week list still a little bit of a risky play because i don't know how long his leash is if he does have a bad game but if he still plays like this um i would i would not be too afraid to start play him against um the cardinals this week
0: i said was it one of the one of the things i saw on twitter was um jalen hurts is what everyone wants Taysom hill to be
1: i can agree with that is <laughs> there like a quarterback first that can actually run yeah I mean,
0: yes, but <laughs> so I just I, I, I want to throw that in there. I thought that was a, a, a great comment. Um, one of the OK, so going along with the whole Jalen Hurts thing. From what some of the reports have seen have said that I've seen so far is that the Philadelphia Eagles are planning on still, as far as we know, even if Jalen Hurts starts the rest of the season, they're planning on keeping Carson Wentz next year.
1: Yeah, yep. I don't know how they get rid of that contract. In all honesty, it, true. That's the that's the biggest um caveat there, and I think it's I think it's um kind smart of smarter them to kind of see what they have in hurts right now, so they know their options available. Because if they, even though they plan on keeping them, they could I'm sure they would listen to trade offers if yeah. that's the route they want to take going forward. So, um, and if they think that hurts is the best chance to get a win, and I think they, it might be correct by the way they played, so the team looked re- rejuvenated, reenergized. So yeah.
0: All right, Doug Marrone has named Gardner Minshew the second as Jacksonville's as Jacksonville's new starting quarterback. That's the that's the headline. No, he's not the new starting quarterback. He is now finally this quarterback starting quarterback again, after they've gone through the giraffe and and uh, what was it, Jake Luton and who else? Yeah, I
1: think that's all they went through. But it, it felt like forever. Yeah, with that. Um, no, I think. I mean, I think it's the right call. I don't see them not drafting a quarterback next year, so it's kind of just a placeholder for this year, unfortunately. Um, Minshew might be a career backup, but it's exciting to see him back out there. It really, again, we know more about his play styles so we know who to target in fantasy, and it gives us a few more options on that waiver wire at least.
0: Yeah, um, and, and let's be honest, Gardner Minshew wasn't ever supposed to be the starter. No,
1: he was not drafted to be. I believe it was a fifth-round pick. I fifth yeah, fifth or sixth or six, fifth or
0: six because they had already yeah. signed. They had already signed uh, Nick Foles. Yep.
1: Um, at That time
0: at that time, and so they so they brought him, and then you know Nick Foles suffers the broken collarbone week one, and they have no choice but to throw Gardner Minshew to the flames. Yep. Um, see what he could do, and he did pretty. You know, he did okay considering he was a backup.
1: Um, he, he he did it above expectation. Yeah, he, he. I think he's gonna be one of those players that is like a career backup around the league, and he's never one that you always want to throw in because you know we can play football. Is 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 Gardner Minshew going to turn into the next
0: generation Ryan Fitzpatrick? Who That's... does who does great as a backup quarterback coming in and playing for like a few weeks and then he gets a start and then he'll he'll get dropped, become a starter sign as a starter somewhere, suck, and then get dropped again, go you know and become a backup and then come in as a backup again. <laughs> I mean, is that Are we? Is that kind of the the thing that that sounds like Gardner Minshew may become?
1: I mean, I think so. Honestly, he's got he's got that Ryan Fitzpatrick energy too. He does. No, I mean he's got the swagger about him. (laughs) To have that with Um, the short
0: shorts and the handlebar mustache and
1: yeah, he's he's definitely got a market for himself um, out there. So earn that contract, man, where you can and play for it. But yeah, I think he's a career backup, which is again great to have for the NFL. Like players, we've seen players like Andy Dalton come in. It was a backup this year. We've seen Teddy Bridgewater work his way back up into a starting role in the future. We've seen like the backups matter, especially in the NFL. So he's definitely one of those players. I think is going to have that going forward. And he's never gonna be someone I'm like, it's gonna be good for fantasy when he plays. Yeah.
0: Uh, Lions quarterback, Matthew Stafford's status is in doubt for Sunday against the Titans, but he hasn't been ruled out yet. Uh, according to Tom Pelissero, Stafford is tough played through a lot, but he was in a ton of pain uh, last night after his rib injury. Chase Daniel would step in. Um, it's not looking good for Stafford to play this next week against the Titans, which is a shame because the Titans' defense gives up a lot of points. Um, and I don't know if I necessarily trust, I mean, I still think that Chase Daniel could be serviceable. I just don't necessarily think that it's going to be – it's still going to be a little bit of a downgrade for for most of the offensive weapons, I believe, for um, for Detroit if Stafford's not playing.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I don't think it's too much of a downgrade for a player like Hawkinson who kind of makes his work in like the middle of the field. True. some Somewhat like a big body target. And Jay is, is, again, one of those good backups. that has been around the league for a very long time. He's yeah. good to have as that guy. And they paid him a lot of money to be that backup. And the Titans' secondary is very – very vulnerable to <laughs> yeah. all positions on the field. Um, so I still would like, again, what if you need a flex, Marvin Jones is still a playable uh, option out there. We still don't know what's up with Kenny Galladay um, that offense. <laughs> and then I wouldn't, I would say might upgrade Swift a little bit for the short yardage passing work. So, yeah. but maybe probably sit around the same.
0: Well, who knows? AP may get a ton of work too. <laughs>
1: I mean, they've been pretty good when Swift's on the field to give him most of the work. So since they got rid of uh, Patricia,
0: yeah. So. Um, it doesn't sound as if they're thinking there's a chance that Kittle, George Kittle, could play versus Dallas, but they'll see if he can get on the field a little in practices. I don't think that he's going to play this week, but it sounds like he is progressing to the point where they think it's the San Francisco thinks it's a possibility he may play in Week 16.
1: Yeah, um, I think it's a, a possibility. I don't know if it's a good possibility, but definitely a possibility. He is someone that I have like sneakily stashed in some of my like playoff rosters, not even because I want to use him in Week 16, but because I want to not let someone else use him. Not them. let someone else use him. <laughs> yeah, because if one of my teams is Travis Kelsey, I'm not going to start Kittle over Kelsey, um, but I don't want to face Kittle if yeah. that's an option for my opponent. I'd rather than pick a different um, tight end to face me. But yeah, so it's with someone more so looking there. If he's been dropped, most likely he has. We don't have IR spots, and like I said, mo- at this point, most of your team's pretty set. You can stash a guy like that, even if you're not playing a user, I'm playing a little bit of defense. Yep.
0: Um. Okay. And th- I mean, that's it for the most part for the stories. But I wanted to get your take on on this that we talked about before before oh. the the show. Um. The the cramps that uh, that Lamar Jackson oh, was having. It's I want to get what was, what was your take again on,
1: on, on this? Oh, he totally the poop. Like that was like 100%. If you watch that, if you watch the video of him running into the locker room, we've all been there, you know, someone called it the mud butt shuffle. And I was like, yep, that's a, that's what it looks like right there. He missed two drives, comes out jogging, like all fresh when Trace McSworley goes down, wins the game. (laughs) Like, I'm like 90% sure that's what happened.
0: <laughs> so it wasn't actually it wasn't actually cramps unless he was having, you know, the cramps trying to keep it all in as yeah. he runs to the bathroom.
1: Hey, I, like I said he came out fresh through a 44-yard bomb on the fir- on the second play, I believe, right for a touchdown, so
0: All right. Had to throw that in. Since you brought that up, I had I had to throw that in the show. I may put the, I may put that as part of the may put that as part of the title or part of the subtitle yeah. just to see I mean, if we can get a little extra. One
1: hundred percent.
0: Oh, all right. So that is it for the headlines. Uh, we're gonna hop into our um our waiver wire madness section here in just a second. But before we do that, we want to do a do another quick shout out again for our sponsor, Doctor Squatch Soap. Uh get twenty percent off your orders of twenty dollars or more uh when you use the promo code SKS twenty at checkout. Seriously, I, I absolutely love Dr. Squatch soap. We actually one of our one of our staff writers uses it. He has some um like me has some uh, some skin conditions that just it get really dried out. Skin gets really dried out, and these natural handmade soaps are absolutely phenomenal for your skin. They are not um, as most soaps are. Um, classified as as a uh, um, detergent, artificial detergent. Um, these are uh, natural soaps uh, with uh, without the, the harmful chemicals. Uh, use natural oils, uh, shea butters, uh, essential oils. They have everything from soap to shampoo, uh, whatever. You, I let's uh, shaving creams. They've got it all. Absolutely phenomenal products. I absolutely love using them. Uh, my favorite thing to use of theirs uh, is their, their pine tar bar. Absolutely smells awesome. Made with real pine tar. So it's like it's a black bar of soap. Um, maybe one of these times I'll actually show the black bar of soap just to show. But again, uh, Dr. Squatch Soap. Absolutely amazing products. Again, hurry up if you want to get your products before Christmas. If you're wanting to you know, buy gifts for having trouble figuring out gifts, go to SkullKingsports.com slash DRSquatch, uh, all lowercase, um, to find out how you can get a discounted bundle uh, for uh, your order and also use, again, if you use the uh, the promo code SKS20 at checkout, as long as your bundle is over $20, you will get an extra 20% off Uh, Off your order. So again, make sure to check them out. Dr. Squatch soaps. uh, Absolutely love them and uh, love their products. So All right, let's get into some waiver wire madness Waiver wire madness All right, so on the waiver wire again, just uh, another reminder of how this works Uh, We are given because we do all of our rankings and everything through Fantasy Pros, we are given a a list of players that are rostered in fifty percent or less of leagues across both ESPN and Yahoo combined. Um, and so, the, the what may is what is available on your league's waiver wire may be different than what we have listed. Another thing to remember is that if you are in a league uh, smaller than um 12 teams, you're definitely going to have more people list more people available than what is listed. So, um this is usually a good you know the 50% mark is usually a good barometer for about 12 to 14 team leagues. So, um starting it off at the quarterback position. I'm not excited really about any of these guys. Um but who I mean the five players we have listed: Baker Mayfield, Tua Tagovailoa, Mitchell Trubisky, Jalen Hurts, or Andy Dalton. Who is your favorite of those five?
1: CGI. Out of those, if I'm going into another week of this, um, I would honestly put Baker Mayfield at the top, even though he has the toughest matchup. He has played amazing the past few weeks through tough defenses, and I don't see him slowing down now, especially with that fire underneath him. Them trying to fight for a playoff spot versus the Giants. Um, so he's one of the ones I would play in Sunday Night football would be uh, Baker Mayfield. is who I'd be aiming for as my top guy. Also, he's the one that I don't believe can be benched of these players. If they have a poor game. That's
0: that's true. Um, Tua could get, could get benched for, for Fitzpatrick. Trubisky could get benched for, for foals. Um, I mean, I think that the matchup is definitely favorable going against Minnesota. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and you know, and Jalen Hurts only has one star. While it was a great start against against the Saints, um, yeah, that that could be interesting. at uh, Andy Dalton, I don't know if he actually gets benched though. Well, I mean, Andy, s- I
1: don't trust Andy Dalton in general. No, so I mean, that's why he's. I understand he will probably will not get benched for um, was it Danucci. But sure, one of those yeah, guys. I think he's behind him, but um, I still would not trust Andy Dalton versus Sam. Even though they play in, I would not want to put my playoff hopes on the line with Andy Dalton this year.
0: Yeah, just uh if you're on um Yahoo, just a couple other players that I am seeing that are available. Um Yeah, that I, I'm not even going to I was going to say Gardner Minshew, wait, no, he's going against Baltimore, so no. Um
1: I mean, they were just torched by Baker Mayfield. That's
0: that's true.
1: Um still. I still I still
0: like Baker Mayfield and his weapons Mm -hmm. and his arsenal to that he has at his disposal a lot more than um pretty much anyone else uh nick mullins again i mean super super deep but nick mullins against dallas
1: i mean i still would not play that matchup i think i think the only two i would consider um would be baker or jalen hurts and more so jalen hurts because of the ceiling he has so if i'm an underdog like i'm the sixth seed and i snuck in here i'm facing the one seed I might lean more to Jalen Hurts because of that running ability, to be to be able to get there.
0: Okay. The only other person that that I think is a possibility that is an actual real possibility to use would mm-hmm. be uh, Inyahu rostered in forty one percent of leagues. Is Philip Rivers going against Houston?
1: No that that would definitely be a good. That's um, a possibility. Potential. Yeah, he's been playing very well, um, even with through his injuries. Him and T.Y. Hilton are finally getting a connection there. So he would definitely someone I would consider as well on that same Baker Mayfield level. Um, Someone you know that's not going to be benched. He might, I would probably put above Baker in all honesty because of the matchup Yeah. there. If I again, he's... Like I need confidence. I need a start.
0: Yeah. Again, yeah. he's probably... it's probably He's probably not on the list due to how much he's probably rostered in ESPN leagues. So again, yeah. it's at that 41% on Yahoo. So, all right. Moving on to the running back position. Who are you really interested in? for not that there's a whole lot to choose from, but who are you interested in for this week uh, on our list of players?
1: Um, I've got three primarily interested players that I would like consider if I was desperate. Um, Gus Edwards is my top after the way he played tonight. He's done a lot of goal line work. He looks um, hot and he's got a really good matchup versus Jacksonville coming in the next week. Um, the other one would be Jeff Wilson. Again, yep. he's the goal line player for San Francisco. Um, I might put him above with the depending on what we hear from about Mostert going in this next week and yeah. left with an injury. And they've had a good matchup versus Dallas. And a deep, 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 deep play is um Lynn Bowden Jr., who I believe saw seven targets this past week. So that's someone to aim for in a PPR league.
0: Yeah. Uh I w- I would agree with you there. Um yeah, I have I'm kind of back and forth on on the Gus Edwards and Jeff Wilson on who's yeah. the who's the better one there. I'm looking at trying to see what other players hey you have a co-host behind you (laughs) (laughs) my
1: cap's had to pop in here (laughs) um
0: yeah looking at kind of some of the other possibilities there's not i'm just kind of going through here not really anyone i like that i think could be could be doing much um based on you know roster ability yeah lynn bowden Um, in half point PPR on Yahoo is already being projected for eight and a half points. So
1: he's just getting so many targets and receptions, and uh, New England really gives it up to those players. So that might be someone to like again desperation in full PPR, especially definitely someone I could consider if I like got hit with injuries and I'm kind of just digging deep here. Yeah, and that's again,
0: that would be that would be the only one.
1: All right, so
0: moving on to the wide receivers. Um, honestly, I think the the top two to choose are going to be um, Keelan Cole and and Lavisca Chenault because that's about it. That's about all that there is. I mean, those are those are. I think those are the the obvious top two to choose in terms of this week for for waiver wire just because of how much they're going to get thrown to.
1: Oh, no, I, I 100% agree with that one. Um, they received 12 and 11 targets each once Gardner Minshew came back in pretty much. So the, definitely, um, the target share goes to those two players. We saw a big shift whenever Minshew came into the game on who he likes versus who, uh, Mike Glennon likes. And again, it goes to show like knowing who the quarterback throws to can be very important for fantasy production. There, So de- those are definitely the top two pickups. And I, th- I think either one, if you like, if you're like trying to side between the two, I'd put Cole first, um, Visca second. But if you miss out on one, I wouldn't be too heartbroken because either one can go off.
0: Yeah. I, the other, I'm looking at I the, the other people I think that could be interesting. I mean, I can't, I can't even seriously say AJ Green. I mean,
1: You'd mentioned. I think Russell Gage is the is the other one. Yeah, that's for. the one that you. And again, said. that's that's barring a Julio um, still being out, dealing with the injury he's been dealing with. But the biggest thing with him, I mean, Gage can also throw a touchdown. You know, so you never know when that that little play happens with the old Sanu play is now the new Gage play. So definitely someone. Um, if Julio is out, I think we scored sixteen half point PPR points or somewhere around there um, this past week. So someone I'd be aiming for is Gage again after Cole and Chenault, but if you need that flex play and you know who is out, definitely someone I would consider the rest of them. I would not be too excited about picking up. Honestly. What? Okay. What are your
0: thoughts? Just because I, I understand he's only had five, only had five catches, but he's had 10 targets over the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on James Washington with how much the, the Pittsburgh offense has been passing the ball? I understand. I, uh... I understand. It's not a great, it's not a great option. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking more deep dive. Maybe it's a bigger league where you there's, you know, there's maybe a wide receiver available. He might be available. You need, you need something desperately.
1: I mean, I am so terrified to play anybody from the Pittsburgh passing game, now, even though they throw the ball so much, I don't know who's going to be on the field half the time besides Juju. True. Like James Washington outsnapped Claypool Claypool um, again. Um, Deontay Johnson can't hold on to the ball, so he's getting benched for quarters at a time. Um, James Washington clearly is the fourth in the pecking order, but the other players keep messing up to get him on the field. So I think I think you're banking on a lot of someone else messing up to keep him on the field, but yeah, potentially if you're that desperate. I mean, I might be looking more for like a KJ Hamler, um, who seems to have a connection with uh Drew Locke. Yeah, notice that. that.
0: Huh? I said I definitely noticed that having tim patrick in in a couple of leagues and and seeing you know yeah. seeing kj hamler getting all the touchdowns
1: and i like kj hamler as like a deep stash for dynasty going for like that slot play because he's a very good slot receiver um basically everything i want Deshaun hamilton to be kj hamler is so um for future reference someone i like but yeah if we're going that deep like a chad hansen who's in a lot of targets in houston uh, yeah but any of them is more desperation. If you're like a deep underdog, I'd be aiming more for the James Washington, KJ Hamler. If you need safe volume, I'd probably aim for a Chad Hansen, assuming that um Cooks is out again. Um these are some of the deeper guys you could be aiming for. Okay there.
0: Uh just in terms of in terms of Yahoo, uh Sterling Shepherd is rostered in forty nine percent of leagues. I mean, again, going, going up against Cleveland.
1: I don't dislike it, but I don't think um, again not a great
0: play, but it's it's a possi- that's a, a possibility.
1: I think he might be more of a name than a play, though. The reality of it, their their quarterback situation is not ideal with Daniel Jones being banged up, who really um, relies a lot on his athleticism versus as actual quarterback and like make plays happen and make them be um, extend them. I'd rather have Keelan Cole and Chenault and um, over Shalon Shepard. but still he'd be above the james washington's and the yeah um plays like that but i still wouldn't put him at the top of the list if he was on my potentials on uh, fantasy pros
0: all right um and with that we move on to the tight end position and it's it's one guy what i mean I, we should start playing we should start playing the Who and instead of teenage wasteland it's tight end wasteland. I mean yeah. that's that's basically what it comes down to at this point in the year.
1: It's Every, been the whole year. Honestly. Well, yeah. Like, tight ends are crap. So you're you're banking on touchdowns. Um and again, this kind of goes back to it. There's not too much out here to go, um I have the top guy, I think we have the same top guy. It's Irv Smith. Is that who your top guy is? Yeah, he's he's about it. Yeah, I mean there was a huge Cole Komet train this past week. Everyone was super excited about Cole Comett. I didn't see it. I had been like tight end twenty two, but everyone was like, "Oh, he's t- he has all the ability to be tight end one." I'm like, he does, but he also has Mitchell Trubisky on the ball, and he's still dealing with the Jimmy Graham problem. Yep. So. And what
0: do you know? Jimmy Graham scores a touchdown. Yeah.
1: Like. Um. Yeah, I honestly think Irv Smith is the top guy, especially especially if we have another week without Kyle Rudolph. Because when that's consolidated to one tight end, it um, the the red zone targets just go to him. Yeah, him and Thielen are the two guys.
0: Yeah, I agree with you there. I think that uh, there, like you, know, like we said, there, there's not a whole lot to choose from here. Um,
1: the deepest of play is Dan Arnold, and that's just because he's been hot catching touchdowns. Yeah, recently but but then is that the is plans.
0: that just is that just chasing points because. He just so happened to be on a streak.
1: I mean, again, this is talking about the deepest of plays. Let's say Irv Smith's already rostered, even though he's only 4.7% owned, he might be rostered in your league and you need somebody else to choose from. The fact that Kyler has not been able to be as mobile as he's been in the past, he is looking for Dan Arnold. But like, again, I would, unless I'm the most desperate possible, like there's everyone's roster already rostered and Irv Smith is gone. That might be the deepest of plays if you need if you need somebody else.
0: Okay again going up against Dallas Jordan Reed has had was it 12 21 targets over the last over his last four games I mean would you consider that I mean what he's rostered in nine, uh, about 19% of leagues across Yahoo and and ESPN do you think that that would be you know, if you if if Irv Smith is gone, well, Irv Smith won't be gone in roster 4.7 percent. Yes, yeah, so I mean,
1: but if you're if you're in that 4.7, yeah, I would yeah. definitely say Irv is above him, but you're just you're just pressing your luck anytime with these tight ends, in all honesty. Like, I can't be mad if you decide that's your guy you want to stick to, um, over someone else we're talking about in all reality, shoot your shot, um, with these and hope for the best because you're aiming for touchdowns, but the best thing I can recommend with this is look for a high over under and go with that one.
0: All righty. Real quick before we, before we finish this off, I want to remind everyone that in week 15 and in week 16, there are Saturday games. I have screwed that up before to, one and luckily it didn't cost me the championship. I had a week sixteen where, for the fun of it, I put a certain player in my flex spot to mess with the other guy's head, and then forgot he start he played on Saturday and didn't change him out. Luckily, I got lucky and he had he had what was it. um... Oh, he had Andrew Luck who scored like two points and got pulled in the, you know, halfway through the second quarter for for uh Matt Hasselbeck and I ended up winning the championship by a point and a half. So
1: but the main thing is don't try to stick to luck. Don't try to, to stick to time. luck.
0: Yeah, so again, there are Thursday game or there there's there's Saturday games. So this week in week 15 uh the buffalo bills and the Col- or sorry the broncos play on saturday as well as the panthers
1: and packers so
0: please be aware of that
1: um i think officially with these saturday games is kind of a fun fact this is the first year we've had a football game on every day of the week
0: yeah because Sometimes we've had a wednesday we've had a tuesday game and a wednesday game
1: Yep, this is the first time in uh, NFL history we've had a football game sometime on every day of the week. Thanks, so it's just a... thanks, COVID. <laughs> <laughs> um... it's just a little fun fact for everyone going the app. But we have, this week. We have a Thursday game. We have a Saturday, we have two Saturday games. Sunday, Monday. So we've got a lot of football ahead of us. Um, and then
0: real just just because we are not sure if we are going to have an episode next week. I will be out of town, and I don't know if my computer can handle. Uh, recording the the uh, um, the show, but we will try to do an episode next week for Championship Week. Um, but again, remember that there is no Thursday Night Football next week on Christmas Eve. Instead, it is a Christmas Day game, on, or a Christmas game yeah. on Friday, and then three more games on Saturday. So... Again, just be aware of the schedule. Make sure you're watching that. So any other any other uh, thoughts for semifinals week?
1: No, the biggest thing is um, good luck. Stick with what got you there. Um, stick with your calls, whatever you feel like is going to give you the best situation to win. Remember, it's always process over results. So even if you make all the right calls and you don't win, you still will win more often and have a better chance next year with the process.
0: Correct. That's you know again, I I I try I try to live by. Do what you think is the right way to go, for fantasy football. I don't always, you know, in life that there's some fantasy football here. Fantasy football, make your picks, stick to your stick to your guts, stick to your guns. If you win, you win. You lose, you lose. Do go like you know, and like CJ said. If you have a process, go through your process. Your process is going to be right more often than it's wrong. So, I
1: mean, it got you this far. Um, The worst thing you do is like that second guess where you divvy from it during one week because you heard something that you didn't agree with and you stuck with it. I think you'll be more mad at yourself that way than if you did the thing that got you here and you end up losing because something happened. So,
0: Yep. And I will give an example from my past on that (laughs) (laughs) just so you guys all just – is I had a week. I had one. One was it. I was playing in the semifinals, and it was Danny Woodhead had been struggling for like three or four weeks in a row. I'd had him as my as my running back too, and I decided to sit him. And I wanted. I can't remember who it was who was playing behind Mark Ingram. In, uh, for the Saints, no, and Ingram had been out for like five weeks, and this guy, you know, th- his backup had been scoring pretty well. You may remember who it was. I can't remember Ingram can when he was playing with the Saints. Now, so. Yeah, Put so it was, on, yeah. it was four or five years ago. Okay. And so I decided, you know what, I'm going to play, he's been solid, he has a good matchup, I'm going to play him over Danny Woodhead. And on the first series of the game for the Chargers, Melvin Gordon goes out, and Danny Woodhead scores four touchdowns and I lose by 2
1: point uh point and a half. Was it Tim Hightower? It was, was Tim Hightower. Was? Yep. Yeah, Tim I'm Hightower. Like, I'm like, racking my brain here. I'm like how did it be Tim Hightower? And
0: in that game, in that game, Tim Hightower had three touchdowns called back on holding penalties at the 1 yard line. <laughs> 3 different times in that game. Had a touchdown called back. And ended up being like a like a ended up they ended up having to kick a field goal, or in one case they ended up throwing a touchdown to Jimmy Graham or something. As like that's how I mean. So st- because I let myself screw with my head, I didn't put in Danny Woodhead, and I would have won that year. So the there biggest
1: go. thing, like I said, don't overthink it because this is years later and it's still sticking with Ryan. <laughs> We've all got bad beat stories that stick with us. I could tell mine, but. It's not as, it's not as exciting it's just a defense call but the biggest thing is you won't forget when you went away from it yep the amount of times you lost when you stuck to it you will honestly I don't remember those No, nope. so. you won't
0: so you'll always remember the ones you screwed up so yeah all right so that's enough for me blathering uh <laughs> <You're good. laughs> again guys uh, good luck this week uh hopefully we'll we'll be back uh, with you guys next week for one for one more show um, and then we may have some exciting news moving forward um after this so uh again this has been the skull king sports fantasy football podcast my name is ryan Sculward uh with mr cj Krause. good luck this week and we'll talk to you guys later
1: Damn.
0: hey skull king nation thank you for listening to the skull king football podcast did you like this episode if so be sure to go to itunes stitcher google play and youtube to subscribe Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues.